Mom to Mom podcast. We're three generations of moms who've experienced nearly every season of motherhood. Of course, we don't have all the answers, but you can be sure that we'll always point you to the one who does. We're pouring a cup of coffee and we're chatting motherhood today. Pull up a chair. We're really glad you're here. We've all entered a strange time in America. Life as we know it has come to a screeching halt. It's foreign to every one of us, and we are all scratching our collective heads thinking, what on earth is going on, and when will it end? I wish I knew, Mama. I wish I could give you good news and hard and fast dates when the craziness will end, but none of us can. However, we can make lemonade out of the lemons in our hands right now. As hectic as it may seem, with all the change and upheaval and news reports to digest every day, we can find the silver lining if we look for it. There's a profound blessing right now in having our children home and our families together. If we choose to, we can make this a time of digging deep with our children and discovering qualities and giftings we might have overlooked in the hurry and hectic schedules of ordinary life. You might even discover amazing things about yourself that you never knew were there. So take heart, Mama, during this time of uncertainty, let him pour into you as you pour into your family. So today, September McCarthy, Jamie Erickson, and I are going to talk about real issues we're facing right now in the midst of dealing with COVID-19 and how that affects us as moms. Some of us homeschool, but many of us don't. So what do we do when our children are unexpectedly home? Well, let's get started. The first thing I want to ask is, what is our role as moms to set the tone in the home when everything we know has suddenly changed? You know, we are the mood makers. We are the, the foundation in our home that helps set the tone of what is going to happen in a day. We're not only the schedulers, but we're the support system. I like to think of us as you know, hope infusers or vision casters. And I think when we're having a hard time, you know, our family knows and our, and our kids know, and it's okay to have a hard time. We're all together. We're weaving our schedules together and every single moment, and we can't get away from that. But um, I think, you know, our words are important. What we say, we don't want to set a tone of fear. So this role as a mom is so much different than it would probably look every day. It's just a little bit more intense. And so I just want to encourage the moms that are listening to, you know, when you wake up in the morning, think, what is it my family needs today? Or maybe later in the day, what is it my family needs now? And it, it's not that it all falls on your shoulder, but we do set a tone. I mean, that's, that's part of our, our job. That's what our family relies on us for. Yeah, I think for those of us who are even used to being at home for the majority of the day, like I work from home and I homeschool, my husband works from home, you'd think that this would be just a, a real easy transition for us. But it's not exactly the same because we're used to being able to go out and do things when we want. So now we're all, all these really big personalities are all kind of squished into four walls. But here's the thing. It's a time for discipleship. And if we can just acknowledge that this, this time of being crammed together is really exposing some untended places in our hearts, in, in my heart. 
and some things that were buried and maybe weren't acknowledged are now coming to the surface. Ways that I'm a little extra selfish when I just want some me time and I'm not able to get it. Ways that I have made certain things in my life kind of an idol. Um, being able to meet with friends for coffee when I choose or being able to even go to church. Um, and that can become an idol that I didn't even know. So this is a time for discipleship. Our kids get to see how we react to all this. They take their cues of worry and fear, disappointment, even discouragement for us. But I think that also means they get to see us acknowledge our disappointment, maybe of our canceled plans and our lost opportunities, maybe the a job change if we're experiencing working from home for the first time, um, maybe even financial strain that we're under right now because of a job change. They get to see all of that. And hopefully in the midst of that, they can see us be thankful, not necessarily for COVID-19, but in the midst of it. Let's all just remember that following Christ doesn't mean that we'll never be disappointed or that we'll never be discouraged. It just means that we know who to give those disappointments to. It means that we don't have to let those disappointments keep us from true joy. So I feel like if we can just acknowledge that as moms and be willing to walk that out in front of our kids, we are setting a good tone for them. Yeah. So good, ladies. And I think our pastor said something really interesting Sunday, even though we were on, you know, watching on YouTube, but um, it was really good. He said, our country's been exposed to the coronavirus, but we've all been exposed by the coronavirus. You know, just the, the craziness of over toilet paper in America. I mean, we still can't get toilet paper in our grocery store. And you think, what is that about? The selfishness, the things in our own hearts that especially now that we're being forced to be close together with family, with people, you know, sometimes it's hard. It's, it's, it's exposing what's in our hearts and what's, what's in our hearts comes out our mouth. And I'm just thinking one of the things I've always harped on is that what we say has such impact and we have to be so careful right now that we're speaking life into our families and speaking, you know, that the, what, what we're really feeling is going to come out our mouth. And if we're walking in fear and walking in worry and, oh my gosh, what's going to happen? And am I going to catch it? And am I going to get sick? That's going to cause fear in our families. And we have to be careful with our children because they're going to pick up what we're feeling. So uh, that would just be my best advice. Just let, you know, death and life are in the power of the tongue mm -hmm. and those who love it will eat its fruit. So let's speak life over our families, life over the ones that we love and, the, and our neighbors and, and do just let life come out of our mouth. So that would be my best advice. Yeah, that's good. So what does it look like to have to fill in so many hours a day with a wide variety of age groups? Because a lot of people might have toddlers at home and a college kid that just came home because college has been canceled for the rest of the year or they're going to have to do online classes. And maybe even some of you have grandparents that are living with you or, you know, what does that look like to have to fill all those hours every day? Oh, I can tell you I'm living this firsthand right now. <laughs> <laughs> living the dream. <laughs> oh boy. So, you know, thankfully we have a bigger house now, but a lot of people don't. We've always um, lived in smaller spaces, but because we have a bigger home, I think I'm not thinking always of the people who are living in smaller spaces. So that's something to consider. But, you know, right now we have a few of our college students home and then um, 
middle school, junior high, elementary school. And then my husband goes to work. Thankfully, he can still work. He, he works alone. So he's going to work and coming home. But by the time he comes home at night, he can just see it in my face, you know, like, wow, what moving pieces happened here today? And so I like to think about it as moving pieces. Um, I think that's how our homes have to look now. So I was thinking through this and how um, this is such a weird dynamic because, you know, in different seasons of our lives, we have different expectations and different needs and different goals. And, and for children, this is not really, the only thing this is really affecting them is their school and their schedule because it should not affect their childhood. I got to thinking about that. Like we need to be really um, proactive and allowing our children to continue to have a good childhood and to have fun and have that free time um, and to take a deep breath and to allow them the space to just to continue um, thinking and, and moving in the same way that they used to and finding more creative ways for their kids, for the kids to in, interact with their friends or something like that, but not to become, you know, like the police in our own homes and um, making them live in fear all the time. But for us in our home, these are some of the things that we've, we've tried and they're working. Some days are rougher than others, but um, some of the things we've tried are to give everyone space and that requires respect. So if, if we are not respecting these different seasons and everyone's different emotional, physical needs at different times of the day, then we're going to fall into the trap of always being at one another's throat, not respecting one another's space. We're all used to different, different spaces of time and work. For example, my, my college daughter is home. She's still doing college online. We had to put her in a small room and she's also working two jobs online. So she needs a lot of quiet space. She has a lot of studying and reading and um, professional phone calls she has to make. And I, I have little kids running around the house. Um, you know, we have husbands at home working and I've, I've actually talked to a lot of uh, wives who have said that their husbands are working in their cars because it's hard to find a quiet place. I have a friend who's in her closet on the floor. So finding creative ways um, with all of these different dynamics and demographics of ages and seasons of life are super important. But I think that just begins with respect, remembering that um, everyone has different needs and, you know, life can't just stop altogether. So um, giving space, um, having flexibility, um, I think remembering that we're all dealing with a lot of disappointments, you know, my college students and people who can't graduate, some people are home working, they've lost their jobs. And so there's a lot of emotional areas to deal with. And when you have a lot of different um, ages, it's easy to just kind of operate in our own mentality. Um, as a mom, you know, just, we have to work together. Everyone wash the dishes. Did you do your work? Did you clean your room? Did you do your school? Make sure you wash your hands, go back in and wash your hands, you know, and, and instead of thinking, okay, well, your older sister needs some time to work. We're all going to go outside. We're going to play. We're going to give her some space, set up an extra desk for her. I just had this conversation. I said, do you need an extra an extra area to work, to plug in your computer? What can I do to help you? So I think that basic level of respect, remembering that everyone's dealing with disappointments. This has also been a really great opportunity for families to come together and do things together. Um, for our home, we're trying to spend evenings 
as a family, but I'm allowing everyone to have their space during the day as much as possible to maintain this normal rhythm of accomplishment. Um, I know Jamie has a lot of great ideas, but for me, it's been a, it's been a challenge to um, figure out how this works. Um, but it, you know, I think if we have some flexibility and, and, and we're doing a lot of high fives, like teamwork, this is teamwork. We can do this. Um, it, it's coming together. We're figuring it out. Well, the dynamics of my home has not changed a whole lot because um, I don't have college students coming home and kids coming back from nursery school or a traditional classroom. But one thing I have noticed, you know, my introverts are really loving this time. They're getting to stay in bed in their jammies to read their books or play their games and sort of self-isolate. But I'm really having to be intentional to check on my extroverts. And what that has looked like in my house, for the most part, I'm loosening the reins of screen time, but with a lot of intentionality. Normally, I don't just let my kids pop on my Facebook Messenger app to call a friend or to maybe hop on Zoom to play a game with a friend. But in this time, for the sake of my extroverts who are really starting to itch during this isolation, I'm releasing the reins a little bit and opening up some of those opportunities online on a screen, obviously with um, some checkpoints and some parameters, but to be able to meet with some friends. Um, to be able to breathe some life into their days because they're really struggling, my extroverts. Mm, yeah, that this is kind of an introvert's holiday, I guess, right now in the in the world. If you're an introvert, this is a good good time for you. you. Can just be in your house and no one bother me. I'm an extrovert, so it's hard. I'm waiting for the sun to come out here in Tennessee today, and we'll see. We'll get out and actually see at least see people across the street walking. But. Um, mm-hmm. Well, right now, there are a lot of limited supplies of things like toilet paper, but lots of things in the grocery stores, hand sanitizer, and and a lot of the things that people are looking for that you can't get. So what are some of the ways we can kindly and gently communicate with our family members, maybe with some of the college kids that have come home and the the kids that aren't, we're not used to to having to to ration and, and share all these things, but we have to be careful right now. So how do we communicate that kindly and gently with our family with, with all that's going on right now? And, and what about our heightened hygiene routines? How do we communicate that, especially to the littler ones that maybe don't understand? You really have to wash your hands for a good 20 seconds, which by the way, is the perfect opportunity to repeat the Lord's Prayer. It's a good mm-hmm. 20 seconds to say that, and that's a good, good little way to teach them. So what do you girls think about that? I love that, Kate. You always have the greatest ideas. <laughs> um, you know, in our home, it took about a week and a half because we've been quarantined here in New York State for almost, we're going on three weeks. Um, and so it the first week home with my older college students, uh, it took a little, it took a big adjustment because I was already into this mental, um, you know, checklist of what we needed, what I knew we might need if this continues. And it wasn't that I was panicking and stockpiling. It was just that I I know what we normally go through in a day for basic supplies. Let's say, for example, paper towels. You know, I know what I buy and I know how long it lasts. And I could see we were rapidly going through things even faster, which is the opposite direction I wanted things to go in a 
time like this. And so I was very frantic, very, you know, ridiculously like, um, over the top about it when they first came home and I could just see them step back and their eyes got real big, like mom's lost her mind. Um, because I would constantly say, you know, you can't use that many paper towels or how many tissues did you just use? Or, you know, it would just become obsessive and, um, because I was worried. So I took a step back myself and we just called a family meeting and we just explained to everyone at the same time, you know, it's not that, that we don't want you to be living a life and be totally consumed in fear, but we do have to remember that supplies are limited. And, um, so we had a good talk. We talked about examples of things that we can't, um, use excessively to be mindful. Um, and I just went through a little checklist of what's important to our family. You know, I talked about paper towels. I talked about washing hands and, and, um, we talked about all of the things that were important to us and that I knew we needed to conserve. We have a bigger family. We go through a lot of food. You know, we've cut back on snack time because as homeschoolers, we used to, in court, we go through a lot of food normally because we're home all day long. And I'm guessing that this has been a challenge for people who are just now bringing their families home. They're not used to consuming or going through this many groceries because kids are either eating at school or you're away from home all day. You come home at night and all of a sudden you're thinking, wow, my grocery budget is tripled and I'm having a harder time finding supplies. So it's not a bad thing to talk to your family about um, the expectations of things to help your family move forward in this. And it actually kind of opens our eyes as to how we live every day. You know, what is wasteful? Are, are we really wasteful people? And we really are. Um, we're consumers. And so we've had good talks. We've had some really good talks about this and it's, it's still taking a lot of work um, for all of us, what we need versus what we want. Um, so yeah, it's been good. It's been good for our family, but we've, I've just put little reminders and I've not become obsessive about it, but the key for us was to have a family meeting and to talk about it. I find it interesting that when God set up his order of Sabbath rest in the Bible, one of the byproducts of that is economic rest and rest just for our world that we don't have to um, produce as much because we're not consuming as much. And I'm not saying this is Sabbath rest, but it is a form of rest. And it's causing us all to um, take stock of how much we are using and to be able to minimize that consumption. I don't really have any great suggestions for communication, but I do have a tip for conserving toilet paper if you're interested. If you will take a roll of toilet paper and lay it horizontally on a table and squish it down so that the inner cardboard tube forms like the shape of a cat's eye. Mm. And then you stick it on your toilet paper roll holder. It will not roll, unroll so quickly. So if you have a little one who's just going, learning to use the bathroom or a child who maybe doesn't, isn't conscious of the fact of how much toilet paper they are consuming, this actually slows the process of unrolling and they are only able to unroll as they physically pull the paper down. So it's a great way to limit the, the need or the overuse of mm. toilet paper squares. Mm. So good. So That's good. a great tip, Jamie. Mm -hmm. 
you know, we did that with laundry detergent because, you know, if you have college kids coming home, they're running their own laundry. And I had a little bit of a moment where I kind of freaked out and my kids are just, they look at me like I have, t- you know, 10 heads and uh, yeah, they're, you know, just, just pouring the laundry detergent in the washing machine. I said, you only need like a capful. Like I'm having to be very specific with my words. Um, so I was just thinking maybe if we're just really specific, you know, even when it comes to, um, how much laundry that everyone puts in their laundry baskets and how often we need to wash those clothes and what's important, what's important every day. So that was a good tip. Another little food tip that people may not realize in, in Tennessee, we've got some great farmer's markets because we have a lot of farms around here. And I was thinking, well, of course they'll close the farmer's market because people are crammed in there together, but it's considered at least in Tennessee, it's still considered essential because mm-hmm. I've not been able to find eggs. I couldn't find chicken. Finding fresh veggies in our market is it's gotten down to like cabbages and onions. That's about all you could find. So every Friday night, I would always get an email for their, our Saturday morning farmer's market. And I thought, well, for sure they'll cancel it. Well, they didn't because it's considered essential. So yeah. if your area has a farmer's market, look into that. I got there right as they opened. So I was able to get eggs. I was able to get plenty of chicken for the freezer. They had lots of great meats and veggies. So we were able to really stock up on Saturday and they were very careful. They had people from the state there monitoring to make sure everybody stayed apart. So it didn't get crazy, but we were able to to buy good organic, clean produce right from Tennessee. So that's a little tip for me to you. Okay, ladies, so let's chat for a second about schedules, because if kids are home all of a sudden and you're not a homeschooler, that that can be you know difficult for the mom who wasn't expecting that. So how do we make that a little bit easier for the mom who wasn't thinking she was going to be schooling her kids at home all spring? Well, I would just say um, to remember that you can fit school in the remaining pockets of the day. School does not have to happen from nine to three. So if you're having, if you're really struggling to be able to work around a school schedule, just try to think outside of the box with that time frame. If there are just some subjects or assignments that require more of your explanation and more of your hands-on, save those for when you are available, maybe after dinner or before breakfast the next day, any time that you have available and that works around your schedule. Regardless of if your child is going digital with their learning or maybe doing a traditional approach with maybe worksheets or textbooks, I would just really encourage you to be sure to do a steady rotation of deep work. That would be like academics, creative work. That might be art or music or reading silently to yourself and then movement. So remember that rotation of three. We actually are offering a free daily schedule printable on our website, the momdomompodcast.com. So if you want to head on over there and snag that and use it just as a template to get you going, and then as, as you need to, you can tweak it to suit your home. Let me just give you a sample schedule of what, what I think that rotation can look like. Now, remember, this is not um, a dogma. You should certainly fit it to suit the needs of your home, but this is this will just give you an idea. So you'd start the day perhaps with academic time, and then you'd go outside and play for a bit, then come in and have some creative time, maybe a snack, and then go back to some academic time, have lunch, do a read aloud to let tummies settle right after lunch, then go outside and play to get some of those wiggles out, come back in for a 
a quiet time of rest on beds where everybody goes to their own room and doesn't necessarily have to take a nap, but can sit and do some quiet activity. Then do some chores and end the day with one fun extra like art or um, a STEM project, something creative and fun. So do you see there's this rotation of three? It's deep thinking and then creativity and then movement and rest. The other thing you can keep in mind when you're planning your day is to start your day with a morning meeting, meaning start everybody together in one spot, say in the living room or maybe at the kitchen table, because you'll find as you're schooling from home, everyone will eventually go off in different directions and you'll be very scattered. But starting the day together when everyone gathers in one spot, it will be... Um, a chance to unify everybody. You can use that time to give any daily announcements that you need all of your kids to know, like if you will be having a special meet and greet via Zoom with some friends, or if you um, are planning to take a, a walk around the block later, whatever announcement you need to give to your family, you can do it at that time. It's also a great time to do family devotions together, to center your minds and your hearts on God's word, maybe memorize a scripture verse together, have some great conversations, maybe ask your kids how they're doing. And, and this will give a slot in the day for them to be able to voice some of their concerns and their frustrations. The point of the morning meeting is that your kids will be more apt to work more independently for a time if you've given them your first 15 minutes of the day. Their emotional tank is going to be filled up and they'll feel more equipped to tackle what comes next because you've taken just a few minutes off the top to point them in a good direction. So good, Jamie. I love that. That's really important, I think, for the moms to, to remember to fill up that emotional tank before you get started with the day. That's critical. So how can we as moms make the monotony of stay at home or even shelter in place feel not so heavy for our kids or even ourselves? There have got to be some things that we can do to make our, our days fun. What about that, September? What can we do? Well, you know, for me as a... Um an introvert, and I tend to be more on the serious side, I've discovered that if I allow myself as the mom to relax into this place of acceptance, that I'm actually like laughing and being more of who I really am inside. And I'm hearing my kids say, mom, you are so funny. I didn't know that you knew how to do that. Like they're saying things the last couple of weeks. And I thought, it's because I'm not distracted. I'm not running like I'm present and I've actually relaxed into this new normal. So I would think that that's the first thing to do um, as moms. And that goes back to our first talking point, you know, how to set the tone. I think if we ourselves accept this place and relax into it, it's changing the tone of our homes. But for our kids, you know what I've discovered just in the last few days is that I'm allowing my kids the creativity and the freedom to make the day fun. So I, I've told them, if you find things that you want to do, or you want to research something online, or you have an idea, just, just talk to me or just do it. And, you know, yesterday I came downstairs and there was this piece of paper. I've, you know, I shared it on Instagram, but there's this piece of paper duct taped to my wall with two circles and they had wadded up some paper. Um, and it was a bullseye and they were just making this target. And, and I am finding that our kids have the ability 
just like, you know, generations past to fill in their time with creativity. So it's been really interesting. I, I'm supplementing with different things, some online art uh, classes, maybe, you know, trying a new hobby, um, writing letters, doing some Zoom calls with their friends. We've gone for some walks. We've started, um, we went and got baby chicks. So I gave them some few big projects we're, uh, I let them do forts in the living room. We're doing a fort outside, a tree house. Um, I'm just allowing them um, full privileges to do something that they come up with. And that has been enough. I'm, I'm so happy with that. Um, but, you know, like Jamie has said, we do, we do have to supplement some and fill in their education with some of the open moments in the day. But it's been really encouraging to me because I think what's happening is my kids are they are also settling into this new normal and I've given them, you know, full open time to do creative things. Yeah. I don't think we have to fear boredom. I think we can often get in the mindset that we as moms have to be like cruise ship activity directors and put um, every single activity on a line item on the schedule. And, and I think we're really robbing our kids of the opportunity to think outside of the box and to come up with their own ideas and to pull on the thread of their personal curiosities. So I think that's great, September. Some of the things that I'm really focusing my attention on, mostly because with the ages of my kids, they're maybe not able to do this in and of themselves, I'm just really focusing on trying to find opportunities for my kids to continue to maintain contact with friends because it's easy to assume that we as homeschoolers are doing just fine. And to some degree, I think that's true. We're, we're used to the logistics of learning at home. We don't have to scramble to find curriculum options and our, our days already feel somewhat organized. But homeschooling in the midst of a worldwide crisis is not the same kind of homeschooling that we're all used to because we too are stuck inside. We too face endless hours of sameness. All our normal um, activities like going to the library and museums, going to co-op and having playdates, all those normal hangouts for us have been canceled or closed just like everybody else. So um for the first time, we're all feeling a little bit unsocialized. So I'm trying to find outside of the box ways to, to bring friends a little closer, but at a safe uh, six foot distance. So I, as I mentioned before, we're, we are doing some um, online games. I've allowed my kids to use Messenger and FaceTime to play things like Guess Who? You can play that um, with two people on Messenger. Battleship, we've played Shut the Box. We've even um, spent some time sending knock-knock jokes back and forth via text to our friends. And we've found some interesting ways to play things like Uno and Catchphrase, Pictionary and Charades with our entire co-op that has been canceled because of Corona um, via Zoom. And, and the rules have to be tweaked a little bit and everybody has to give each other a little bit of grace, but it, it works. A couple of days ago, I sent out a message to some of the folks in my neighborhood to put a teddy bear in their windowsill. And I, I sent this out to friends and neighbors. So everybody put has put a, a little something in their window. So when 
families go for walks and I'm actually seeing a ton of families walking around the neighborhood, which has just been a great byproduct of all of this. But as families go around for walks, getting some fresh air, we all can pretend that we're going on a bear hunt and we can take a, a picture with our phone and text it to that neighbor and say, hey, we caught your bear. Um, so just trying to find outside of the box ways to connect my kids to their communities is making this whole thing a lot lighter on all of us. I, I love that bear hunt idea. We're doing that in our neighborhood too. I need to get my bears down and put them in the window because that's a great idea. Are they doing that by you, September? Well, well you're, you know, you're a little I, more isolated. Yeah, yeah. We, live, we live way back in the woods. So we're very yeah. isolated, which you know has allowed me and my children actually more time to get outside and do things like building forts and and all of those things, which if you live in town, you don't have that. So I'm glad that, you know, each demographic has its own ability to do creative things. Um, but one of the things that we've had to do is create little stations in our home. So I actually cleaned out a few drawers in my kitchen. Um, and I allowed the kids to set up like a craft area that I normally wouldn't, it would be isolated and have to be picked up. And I've allowed them just to, you know, keep that as a rotating craft area. Um, I've allowed my girls in the kitchen more to experiment on more recipes because one, it's helping me out, and two, it's giving them you know, freedom to just, we have the time and mm -hmm. um, they got, you know, it's minimal ingredients. One of my sons, um, I allowed him more gaming time with a few internet friends and then, of course, we've done, um, I set up a table with some books, some of my favorite books and some drawing paper. And um, I just said, why don't you go read these books, do some experiments. So I think the whole concept of setting up stations in your home, and it doesn't have to be um, a big area. You can even use shoe boxes and say, you know, go get the craft box and let's do some crafts and go get the game box and go do the science. You know, just be creative and rotate things. Yeah. I I told my husband recently that this reminds me of that mixer game, that meet and greet game when, when you're asked, if you had an hour in the day to spend it however you want, what would you do? Well, now we're all able to actually do the thing that we say we'd always love to do. Yeah, right. True. So we're all navigating a new normal right now. So what kind of expectations should we have for school, for chores, for working from home? I mean, it's everybody's facing this. We're all in this together. So what kind of expectations should all these mamas that are listening have for right now? What do you ladies think? Well, I just, I just have a few thoughts on that and I don't want to take too long, but one of the things I want to tell moms listening is just to take a deep breath and to remember you're, the only thing that has changed about our life really that we can control is our expectations. So that is, everything is changing, but the one thing that we can control is our expectations. And so I think it's easy in um, a crisis like this to want our children to have so much fun or to not you know, we can swing the pendulum either way, super heavy schedules and our kids feel like they're suffocating and living in fear, or we just want them to have fun and not have a schedule. And I think we just need to kind of rest that pendulum right in the middle. And remember, we still have to live life. We still have to do the work. We still have to learn how to do chores and get in some schoolwork and have fun, but just to maybe think of all the ingredients and put it in a box instead of thinking, well, we're not going to do that. We're not going to do that. It's possible 
to do a lot of little things for a really whole life instead of swinging the pendulum one way too far the other. And um, that, that should be our new normal, whether you're working from home or adding in chores. My, my best tip would be to just do it slowly. I mean, the most valuable thing we have right now is time. And so you don't have to implement everything in one day. You know, teach a new thing every day, try a new thing every day, but slowly add things in. Well, what are some silver linings in all of this? What can we thank God for during a pandemic? Because this is not all bad. You know, it's it's a good thing that we have our families home, that we're we're close, we're we're together. There there are good things. There are things to thank the Lord for. What do you think, Jamie? Well, I'm excited to see how this changes the landscape of our American homes. When mm-hmm. when we all come through this how will our family relationships have changed when we've all been forced to be together, to look each other in the eye and to have shared meals around the table? I've also been reminded of something that Socrates once said, beware the barrenness of a busy life. We've all been forced into rest, kind of like what I was sharing before. And like all intentional times of rest, we're forced to take stock of what really matters at this time. Mm. We're forced to really start living in our homes to slow down and stop tapping our foot all the time. Busyness has become just an absolute badge of honor in our country and it it makes us all feel kind of important, but rest reminds us of our true place and value. It has a way of humbling us. And I think we're all gonna come out of this with a better perspective of ourselves, or I hope that we do, and a better idea and understanding of our place in God's plan. I think, too, that we can thank God for how he will redeem this time. He's the great redeemer who has a long-term plan. You know, we can be really myopic and only think about right now, but he is in it for the long game. He has an eternal plan. So we have to remember COVID-19 did not take him by surprise. Amen. And he's going to make good out of all of it in each of our lives. So we can choose. This is our opportunity right now to choose to be thankful in it. Be thankful in advance for what we know he can and he will accomplish in it. He is faithful and he is sovereign even in this. I guess I just want to share a verse with the moms who are listening who are really struggling to find some silver lining in all of this. It comes out of Psalm 90 verse 12. It says, teach us to number our days that we may gain a heart of wisdom In the midst of all of this stay in place, stay at home, we can learn to number our days. May we see our time here as finite and use it for his kingdom purposes. That is the silver lining. I I think all I can think of is Psalm 23 when it says he makes me lie down in green pastures. You know, he's making the whole country lie down right now. Sometimes God just makes us lie down. And, and I'm thinking it's Lent. You know, this is the season where we typically give up something or, or you know, set something aside that we're not going to do this or people fast during Lent. They, they lay things aside to pursue the Lord, to press into him. And we're being kind of being forced to do that where we can't go, go out and you can't go to sports games and you can't, you know, people can't do concerts and movies and all the things that we love to do. We're kind of being forced as a country to focus on other things, to focus on family, to focus hopefully on the things that are important. So I'm, I'm hoping we're going to find the silver lining on that and come back as a country to think about 
what really is important during this time, you know, and, and realize that the things we thought were so important, maybe will lose some of their hold on us. So ladies, you know, I think we have our work cut out for us in the weeks to come, but I know that we can do this. None of this takes God by surprise. He knows exactly what he's doing. And I'm certain that we can handle this as we press in and get his perspective on the changes we're all dealing with. So please feel free to let us know how can we be praying for you and what kind of resources you'd most like to see us provide in the coming weeks as we wait out this season of uncertainty. In the meantime, know we're praying for you. And let us know how we can be praying for you. It would be our honor. And if you're enjoying the podcast, hey, feel free to rate us. Leave us a review on iTunes. It helps other moms to find us. And also feel free to follow us over on Instagram. Bless you today, Mama.